It's September 15th, 2018, and the Dota game coordinator is here with us tonight. I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and thank you. Welcome to Bottle Crow Reborn. This is a podcast, which is audio, where we talk about Dota 2 on a radio show. And we don't exactly need to make a match, because you and I are already quite the match, but... With the co- with the Dota two game coordinator here with us, it's like it's like we're filled with the Holy Spirit of Dota, and we're ready. We to, can to, speak to... in tongues. We can match make with any region with zero ping. I oh I sh- I'm feeling the tongues coming. Ah ah ah! Normally normally. That was a good. I'm sorry. That was good. <laughs> it's been another week, and Dota has managed to survive another week. Uh, against Somewhat. against all bets, yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it's been in and out. It's been up and mm-hmm. down. It's been hot. It's been cold. Yes, and it's no. It's been Katy Perry and it's been Tom Jones. But here we are. Have you ever heard that that Katy Perry the the hot and cold, but like in Simlish? I think you you sent that to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. It's the good. Sims version of Hot and Cold, sung by Katy Perry herself. It turns out when you take pop songs with really dumb lyrics and change their lyrics into nonsense, they're better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, you know, let's not kid ourselves. This is just, you know, some musical patterns that are pleasing to your monkey brain. Indeed. And that's what I want to talk about this week on Q-Time. Yeah? Wasn't that a smooth segue? It was, actually. Can I have points? Great. I was pretty busy this week, so I didn't end up playing many other video games. But for some reason... It's not a very good reason. I don't know. I heard about this game on another podcast that I listen to very infrequently, but I just happened to listen to a random episode of it while doing something mundane, probably like washing dishes or working on the car or something. And they talked about this like clicker type game, but it's one of those very stripped down ones uh, called the Universal Paper Clips. Oh, sure. Have you played that? Yeah, no, I am I am a uh, clicker game enthusiast. Oh, so. that's true. You you would know. Yeah, so I played Universal Paperclips this week during my queue time. Uh, it was it was pretty good. It's like you know, as clicker games go, it feels like it's it's got a down. It, a down? It's got it down. You know, it, oh, the yeah, essence sure. of uh, of the clicker. Yeah, I feel like um, it's it's one of those it's one of those sort of like game near those uh, clicker games which are are becoming more and more popular. I feel like in in the indie space where it's like the game mechanics there's not much story, but the game mechanics are in such a way where it kind of it tells a bit of a story on its own. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's yeah it's it's about how AI's bad and stupid basically (laughs) sure yeah it has very deep themes now it's it's like you know one of the as clicker games are it's like that psychological weird like endorphin dopamine trap and then like it's it gets more complicated but if you know it feels good to see the numbers move you don't actually have to click very much i I didn't actually click it was like you know you you start off and you tap a button and you make a paperclip but then you almost instantly are able to buy things that automatically make paper clips. So you don't have to spam tap things anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you have multiple different resources. You have, you know, wire to make into paper clips. Then you sell the paper clips for money. You control the price of a paper clip. So there's plenty of, you know, variables for you to tweak. 
you yeah eventually you get like an ai and then you get like upgrades from that so your automatic paper clip makers are better it was like you know fairly deep in terms of a very stripped down clicker game it reminded me of oh gosh you'll probably know the name the the other like this kind of style but it's candy box no it's like it starts off it's like you know oh the the hearth is cold a dark room start a fire a dark room yep yeah it reminded me of that but a dark room like in the end it stops being a clicker game and it has like a 2d map kind of and like it was fine it was a fun game but this you know Mm -hmm. it it stayed within the clicker genre it was just like this this stupid little psychological eight-hour experience trap that was fun Mm -hmm. yeah you should try out a space plan if you if you like that it's similar but it does have some some visuals to accompany it that sort of add to the mood um yeah i I, as i say i'm a fan of of the genre um and uh yeah i i mean i guess if i have to say something for q time uh i'm going to say the the sort of clicker well so there's kind of this this line right where it's like you're a clicker and then you're an idler and then you're a gotcha game right that's i mean that's that's the progression of genre. We, we're using a lot of terms here too. Clicker games are like, if people don't know, it's they're like the whole point of the game is that you tap on something really quickly and you gain a resource, and then eventually, like you can gain things that automatically make that resource, and then it kind of spirals off into its own thing from there. But that's like the gist of it, and it's literally this little oh dopamine hit. I I tap on the I tap on screen. I I feel good. I see number go up. Mm-hmm. And then I guess idler is just like specifically made so that you do a thing and then you have to wait. Like literally there's nothing to do. You just wait. Right. I would say that, that clickers are sort of a form of idler, right? Like a lot mm. of clickers are idlers. Um, I think I think basically all of them. Um, I guess there are some games where literally you never get a way to not click. But if there's ever a point where you can be like, oh, and I got this upgrade that clicks for me, then it has become an idler. Because the thing about idlers is you wait and resource accumulate on their own in real time. Um, and then there's just a very common very common path is for that mechanic to then be rolled into a gotcha mechanic, which is um, sans, it's basically short for gachapon, which is a type of uh, vending machine in, in mostly in Japan, like capsule machines, where it's like you know you put in a, 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 you know a coin or whatever, a dollar or something. And you turn the crank and you get a ball. And I know where, you know, us Americans were like, oh, no, I know those. You get the, like, the sticky hand or something, right? Um, you're technically correct, but those are trash. We don't have and, the the kind of gotcha technology. Yeah, I mean, in Japan, you can put in, like, $5 and get out, like, you know, a mini fig from your favorite anime. And you're like, oh, man, I got the one I wanted or whatever, right? Like, there's they take it to a level. Um, and so gotcha games are just a digital version of that. Where it's like, okay, you're rolling, and you get, oh, I got a, a five-star dragon. That's awesome. Um, it's like, oh, I got a one-star dog. Oh, damn it. Not again. I've got seven of these already. Um, and so, obviously, then you involve idle mechanics in getting resources so that you can roll the gotcha, and there you go. I mean, Dota, those chests, what's the difference between that and a, a gotcha game? Um, that there's no way to accrue them through gameplay. I see. I mean, there is. Like, you get items for playing. Well, yes, but, like, you don't... Just incredibly rarely. 
Right, and also they're not like they're they are random drop, but it's it's largely. I mean, I think I think if you wanted to be fully like revolutionary reading about it, you could say that Dota has gotcha elements. You're not like it's one of those things where you're following the spirit of law, the letter of the law, but not the spirit. Right? Mm. It's like okay, technically you're correct in the same way that I guess Portal is a first-person shooter, but not really. I shoot um, something, and I'm in the first-person perspective. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I I probably have talked about Girls Frontline on here before. Um, I'm just gonna guess Law of Averages, right? Um, yeah, I think we need to suppress the, the creep of the gotcha. I'm just yeah, I'm just everything. That's what I've been playing. Um, and it's it's cool. been fun. I've been having a good time. Well, that's I'm trying to think. Great. I bet there's I, mean, I bet there's a good tidbit I can get you from that experience. Um. I have let me okay there here's here's let's make it depressing right okay uh there are 139 characters in the game right now right mm-hmm. I have 118 of them wow you have so, such a far way to go no I mean 84 <laughs> percent I feel pretty pretty proud of uh, I'm also really not proud, like really, really ashamed, but like proud, but also so, so ashamed. They talk about people who get like put a lot of money into gotcha games as being whales, right? Those mm-hmm. are the people who get like really hard into it. Um, and then they invented a term for people like me, which is like people who are like halfway, they call us dolphins. It's like, you're not quite a whale, but like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you sure you're spending you know that much money on this game yeah i gotcha so yeah no no good stories just depression well i have a, a another some proud slash uh very depressing milestone this week i passed three thousand hours in dota 2 congratulations nick the odometer ticked around that's like that's like one hour for every mr you have hey that's true I mean, you're a little over three. You're you're over three k, but like you're not like yeah, I'm crazy low. far over three k. Uh, You'll get there. Listen, you stopped getting better at the game. You'll get there. Listen, like right before recalibration, I was three point nine seven k, and now I just haven't I haven't tried. Yeah, I we played we played a game, um, and our friends got mad. It took me a second to realize they were mad at me because they were like someone someone piped up and was like what the fuck uncalibrated and i was like yeah who's what fucking <laughs> asshole is oh that's me <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that yeah hmm so yeah i, I have i haven't cal- calibrated yet i haven't played enough i'm i'll get back there but i just don't i'm having a good time with dota when i play it but it just takes so much time <laughs> yep that's that's the thing Dota 2 is not a short game. Not so Just much. like how life is short. Yeah? And on that happy note, we wish a very happy 21st birthday to Aloha Dance. Ilya Koropkin. Not how you pronounce that. But yeah, bringing back the, the Bottle Crow birthdays. So we'll be sending him his complimentary dead crow. And a cake of his choice. What is like a Russian cake, you would say? Uh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, or just like a Slavic. Bo- he's he's from the Ukraine, apparently. Yeah, I, I I I don't. I'm not a baker. I don't know. I don't. You're know. not. No. What the I hell like have I been doing baking. here? 
I like cooking, not baking. No. That's me. Yeah, that's Anyway, you. so happy, happy, happy birthday to him. Yep. And happy birthday to us because just when, you know, the battle pass ended here, we thought like, oh, you know, this is this is the after TI slump. No longer can we be normal and normal and we're very much abnormal in. But then Dota Plus, they announced their end of summer update. And so now we, you know, we're like addicts, basically. We were without our tips and our chat wheels for like a week here, maybe. And then they had to they had to give us something back. So with all the spare shards you have in Dota Plus, you can now buy a few of the sound clips. And that's just as long as you have Dota Plus, you'll have those now year round once you unlock them. And they also added the ability to tip people shards. So you can still give people tips. It still plays the tip, you know, animation sound thing. And you can still play, you know, like crybaby charge. There's none of the voice line ones. So no Toby, no Normaline, no exciting Pinoy's Dota. But hey, it's something. It is something. And you know what it is? <laughs> They fucking were like, okay, it's it's, it's such classic, fu- like, they took away all the benefits from the battle pass, and people were like, this is ridiculous, these should be, like, baseline Dota features, why are you taking these away? And they were like, you know what, we, we heard your feedback, and you can now give us money for them again. <laughs> you know what, we'll, we'll concede, we will let you give us money for these things. We also heard that you guys were unhappy that we haven't added anything to the Battle Pass lately. So great news. We're adding a feature that we previously cut. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're so I, gracious. Our gracious overlords. We thank them. I don't miss the Battle Pass at all. <laughs> Something that kind of slipped under here. You might not know. Or not the, the Battle Pass. Excuse me. Dota Plus. Yeah. Dota Plus, yeah. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this a while ago. Uh, this, I think, like, German, I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm wrong, uh, like, DJ, or like, song artist guy named The Fat Rat was working on a Dota 2 music pack. And right, I remember it, us talking about that. Yeah, it, it just kind of randomly got added with this end-of-summer update. They didn't put it in the blog post. Like, I only found out about it because there was this low, like, on the Reddit, there was this lowly voted up thing that said, hey, like, The Fat Pat... The Fat Rat Music Pack was also added, and it's uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Like it's, it's kind of vanilla, but it's also kind of fine because I don't listen to the vanilla Dota Two Pack very often. I have them all on shuffle, so it depends what loads up. And at this point, like I enjoy having a lot, so I'll, I'll keep buying ones. And this one was five bucks, so you know I gave I gave Valve some money and gave this the Fat Rat some money, and now I'm listening to the sweet sweet tones of Fat Rat. Well, of course, I have uh, yet to... Well, I I did very briefly when a few new packs came out, but I haven't, in at least a year, switched away from Harmonies of New Bloom by uh, Jeffrey Bryce. Uh, A.K.A. Promoting. Like, honestly, not just, like, promoting the person who's letting us use use their music on the show. Thank you. Um, But, like, I don't necessarily... Like, the music is sort of a part where I'm, I'm, like, an audio learner, and it's, like... It's useful to, for me to associate music with a game, and so changing up the music all the time would actually probably annoy me. It's like, no, I want I want something I can rely on and know to be good, and that's that's definitely Harmonies of New Bloom. Yeah, no, I can definitely see where you're coming from. It for me, it's like 
you know, we play so much Dota that like I those kind of things get ingrained. And for a while, like probably half a year, I was just on Harmonies and New Bloom, probably mm-hmm. like even before I was on Bottle Crow. And it was it was good. And then like I eventually just started switching away when I like went to see what other music packs there were, because it's a kind of thing like, you know, oh, you have this general pattern or this theme and then you have a bunch of different styles riffing on that and so it's it's enjoyable and this you know has a little bit of dota elements to it but it's more it's more like a generic fantasy really like that's hmm. why i say it's vanilla it feels very generic fantasy like there's actually a, a vocalist on the main menu it's just like this woman singing about like you know come fight with me brothers stuff like that it's very very generic high fantasy oh she's not gonna fight huh just her brothers i see how it is i I don't know yeah fight with me brothers i'm just over here but my brothers would be really happy to see you know what actually that's sensible getting involved in the battle of the ancients actually a dumb move i mean you're literally brainwashed so maybe she's trying to brainwash her brothers instead of being brainwashed herself maybe she's already brainwashed she's an agent of the ancients but also they're immortal right like, cause you just you just come back if you get killed. That's true. I mean, until the other shard of the ancient falls, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know you eventually will stay dead. Hmm. Hmm. That's that's a problem. You know, Deep we can't we can't have that. Yeah. Really, yeah. truly, yeah. madly, deeply. God. <laughs> patch is here. We also <laughs> got another patch. That's true. We I'm, did. I, this train is moving right right ahead. And this feels more like an after TI patch. There's actual considerable balance changes in here, which which I appreciate. I'm still looking for something different. It's still 7.19, I guess, C at this point. I need my mm-hmm. 720, you know. 720P, you know what I'm saying. A Dota's very high res. Uh, first up, uh, fuck your offlane Wraith King. Yeah, no kidding. They just fucked just everything die. up. Just no more. Yeah, the fact that Vampiric Aura is melee only now—that's like wow. That's a huge nerf too. And then the change to his Q. It's just like yeah, yeah. No, you're the way you're playing him in the off lane. He should not be able to do that. If you want to him to remain in the off lane, find another way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Taras was just too crazy. Speaking of this, we were playing like probably an hour after the patch dropped. I was playing a game. I think it was, yeah, three of us were partied together, and then we had two randos and ranked. They went Wraith King, Venge, offlane. I'm like, oh, guys, you know, they don't realize that that doesn't really work anymore. Like, Venge isn't going to lifesteal at all. And, you know, that was fine. They ended up just sitting in the jungle and farming for 30 minutes, like actively trying to lose the game, actively running away from fights. But the thing is, they picked this harass lane. They then built a Mask of Madness, and the Venge built a Shadow Blade. The Wraith King built a Radiance. They had such a Radiance and a Blink Dagger. The Blink Dagger was basically only for farm efficiency so that they could blink around the jungle quicker. And they just traveled as a pair farming the jungle. I think I was playing the carry. I had no jungle camps to farm. I I could push lanes out because they refused to actually go to a lane. But like this week I had the the biggest case of just PvE Dota players I've ever seen. Just 30 minutes building the wrong items to even do what they were doing. 
it was it was miserable. But that's what that made me think of. You know who else got nerfed? Enchantress. Oh. And I actually am here, so every time they nerf Enchantress or Windranger, I'm here to be like, man, I can't fucking believe they would do this to me, right? <laughs> I think at least with Enchantress, I'm ready to just be like, I'm I'm not going to say that like no nerf is too big, but like, <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll make it work. Yeah. I uh, I played my second game. So after the patch came out, I played my second game of the month. I'm so fucking rusty. <laughs> I played a game as a part of a fight stack as a uh, safe lane support enchantress. And I went seven seven eighteen. It was fine. I did yeah. well. Like yeah. She's just you know it's, it's 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 two things. One, it's just she's her kid is just fundamentally good. I think. Yeah. Um, and then also it's just I I have always been a person who switches heroes a lot. Um, you know, not like I'm unique in that in any way, but that's you know I'm one yeah. of those types. Um, and so I never have had that, like, I've had sort of comfort heroes, but I've never really had heroes where I felt like I could pick them regardless of the enemy team. <laughs> and I think Enchantress is actually getting there. Yeah. You know, the nerfs, the nerfs are going to make, you know, they're going to temper that a little bit, but still it's like, if you know what you're doing and it depends how the enemies are going to play, if it works or not, but like, it's less reliant on actually what they pick. It's more like how they play, what they pick a lot of the time, it feels like at least. Mm -hmm. She's just, yeah. Especially, you know, if a, a mainly support player like you gets hands on Enchantress, like you can still do a lot, even if your move speed isn't as amazing. Yeah, because it's still pretty good. And also, I mean, very nice. I don't know. I, it's such a, it feels so basic to say it out loud, but like I have finally started using uh, Nature's Attendance proactively. To be like, I think I'm going to be fighting. I'm going to hit it now before the fight starts. Like, as as I used to use, like, well, I can still use, but as I use tangos, right? Where mm -hmm. it's like, I'm going to get in trouble. Let me pop this before the trouble starts. Yep. And that's honestly made me so much more survivable. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it's not that hard to stunlock an enchantress, but if she's healing with the at the rate natures of attendance heals you, stunlocking her kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, that's like that's a big thing. I remember you were like going for a rune up top and you were running into their woods to try to steal their rune and you were totally blind, but you were just like you pressed E and you were like, Guys guys, I pressed E before I saw them and then I'm alive. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Yeah, that totally makes sense with how runes work. Enchantress is always gonna be good with a kit she has for that. Yeah. Um, and I will also note, uh, if before before people who who know Enchantress are like, well, listen, you were just carried that game. I did not get a single Seder Tormentor that entire game. That was I was not carried. That was that was <laughs> I fought back against bad RNG. <laughs> Gosh, what if you could re-roll a jungle camp? That would be a good like that would if that was like a level ten ability mm -hmm. or something for her. Like, because if you gave it to, if you gave that to her as part of her, like her her base kit, that would be too strong. Um, because getting the right creep creep early on, like during the laning phase, is just obscenely good. But what if there was a secret secret shop, and you could like, you know, you hand a guy fifty bucks, and he just he makes all the creeps disappear, and changes them with new creeps, 
and then and it would like have a cooldown. Nick, I'm gonna blow your mind. Mm-hmm. What if there is, and it's just so Shit. secret, none of us it, have found it. It's like stacking and pulling. We just haven't discovered it yet. Indeed. There are mechanics waiting, waiting to happen. Hmm. You never know. You never know. Seven twenty. Ice Fog's gonna add it. Unless Ice Fog is out of his fucking gourd, because there's a change. There's two changes to Grimstroke in this patch. None of them are to his Q. Okay. One is probably a nerf, but situationally a big, big buff. They made it so his E no longer disarms and makes you immune to attack. But... And it's like it's mostly a nerf because the the he was so OP that basically you would press all your spells, you do stuff, you'd be right clicking, and then they would try to engage on you because you know your cooldowns are done and you're vulnerable. But then you would just put your E on and you'd be mostly fine unless they really had a lot of magic burst. And especially early game, they don't have a lot of magic burst. Right clicks are huge, and so now at least you can still take damage from right clicks. But, I mean, you're still going to be doing damage in an AoE around you. You're still going to stun people. But now you can also attack during it. So I see this in the mid lane being situationally a buff or a nerf. Probably overall a nerf. And but, it also just kind of changes the use case of it, right? Yeah. It's like, it it's, makes it a lot less oracle-ish, I think. Mm-hmm. Which makes it a little less interesting, but they had to do something to something on that hero. But I f- feel like that is that is like not the thing that I think could have been a solution, like not the right knob to turn. It feels like it's now just a cursed crown that you cast on your own hero instead of the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> and like it speeds you up and eventually you're going to stun. It just feels kind of like a good ability versus a broken ability now. And like whatever, that's fine. But then they buffed his ult duration by two seconds also. I don't know why they would do that. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? His ult is so good. Like, sure, people might might not be using it efficiently or correctly at this point, but give it a, like another month, and I'm sure they will. Ten seconds. You can use so many spells. You can like if you if they're positioned correctly and they can't get away from each other, then you can. Like, kind of have a mini puck ult for 10 seconds. You have a lot of aspects of that. I don't know. Yeah. Ice Frog, you know, works in mysterious ways. But, God, it's annoying playing against, like, Grimstroke in any lane. (laughs) Yeah. 70% of the time is miserable. Yeah. No, he's not. He's not fun to. I I feel like, you know, you made the comparison before, like a, a previous podcast. But he really does feel like, like, you know early versions of Dark Willow, where it's just mm-hmm. like, this hero is just fucking obnoxious and so strong. Just has too much. Yeah. It's like, doesn't matter how much farm he has, when he shows up, it's a bad time. Yes. If they know what they're doing and they show up to a lane, just just run. Just like, take the efficiency hit, just run. Just don't go to the lane. Yeah. Mm, I was going to say something. There's no way you can cast the um, Grimstroke E on like your your ghosts, right? You can't. You, do you have to cast it on heroes? No, you can't cast it on ghosts, but you can cast it on any unit. Helm of the Dark. Could you cast it on like a Weaver Bug? 
I don't think those count, no. Yeah, I think they're probably like like coded as like wards. Yeah. That's too bad. That that'd be really fun. That'd be a funny combo. <laughs> that would actually be just send your spirit out, put your E on it as it travels. And like, oh should I go to attack this thing? Yeah. I don't know. Grim but you can't do it on me. tombstone either. Ah. Oh. <laughs> fix it. Ch- fix like, the hog. Honestly, just nerf that ability a lot more. And then make you able to cast it on weird shit, because that would that would at least it would, would have be a better identity. It'd have an identity that way, you know. What if you could cast it on actual wards? Like they went to try to deward, and it's like, oh, I'm going to cast Inkswell on the ward. And now the ward can move faster. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gosh, we need a hero that can move towers a little bit. Can you? Mm, no, you can't. Imagine casting it on mines. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, what if you could force staff mines? I, I mean, why it. can't you force staff mines? I mean, there's an obvious answer to that question, but that'd be because they're coded as wards. Yeah. Why can't you force staff wards? Because they're coded as wards. Check this out. You thought we couldn't see you? Bam! Now we Actually, can. Actually, wait. Why can't you force staff wards? Like, uh, like philosophically, not programmatically well i mean like they're sort of planted in the ground in a way where i assume they're sort of anchored to a spot if you can push the elder titan if you can push the earth shaker if you can push lena the slayer 900 something units i mean Lena's already floating that one's that's true that's that's fair why can't you push a fucking stick with an eyeball on it because it's a magic stick. Oh, wait, oh. no, that's a different item. My bad. No. You're right. <laughs> Unless we're League now, and it's like you get an item, and you can upgrade it, and then you get a free ward every 90 seconds. What if it was a ward, but if but it gained charges when spells were cast, and you could right-click on it to be healed? No, that's just crazy talk. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm I'm hearing some some ice fraud coming on. Yep. <laughs> no, but honestly, I would love if in 720 they added the ability to force staff wards. Imagine, okay, you're gonna go deward somebody, but like you're ahead, okay, and they shit talk to you early game, and it's like 30 minutes, and then you actually came back, and these they were just flaming all game shit talking. It was like an Abaddon off lane. Abaddon position for or something, and they just refused to die because they were Abaddon. And then you you come back, and you're like going through. And at this point, you're trying to take map control, and you're going to ward up their jungle and deward their jungle. Imagine you put a sentry up on a ward spot, and you see there's a ward there. What if you could just force staff it into the trees? Wouldn't that give you you know that hit of satisfaction instead of like oh you know you can get the gold from it, so you're not going to get the gold. That's fine, but. If you could just like force staff all their wards into the trees, or I mean, like there could be fun tactical. Like, okay, you you um, you're like, okay, Ricky's in this lane. I don't know where. You drop a sentry, and you're like, shit, I missed him. Yeah. And then you force staff it down the lane, and as right? it passes, you see that would be kind of rad, actually. Honestly, it sounds excellent. Why can't you do cool. that? Put Valve. I know you know you steal our ideas sometimes. That's fine. That's cool. Just add in this ward idea. I think it. I think it only works when we don't ask them to do it. Yeah, that's true. It'll never happen. Now. They're gonna remove uh, wards for pressing ceremonial reasons or some shit. Added now security cameras, <laughs> wraith cameras, wraith cameras. What if you taunted and your ward also did the taunt? 
Oh, that's what I didn't put on the notes. Our notes were pretty spare this week. I had this yeah. great idea during a game. I think I was playing Elk figures. You know how like region works now where it kind of scales based on your strength and your pool? And you know the whole thing where it's like, you know, you drop your mana boots or you drop your your, your stick, int your stick, items. Your stick. Drop your stick, drop your stick. You drop your int items before you use mana boots, right? Sure. Or like if you're at a shrine, you'll get more efficiency if you switch to agi treads instead of being at strength treads. Kind of. I think the math is more complicated now. What if that worked with passive gold too? What if your passive gold went down or just like any sort of gold gain, the way any sort of mana gain works? What if your gold gain went down the more net worth you had? And that way you could get more efficiency if like... I, I was thinking about somebody, yeah, we had like a Nyx who was going to buy a Midas or something. And I'm like, you know, what if you could just drop, you know, you have that item and then you're about to get a last hit and you just drop the Midas. You get the last hit and you pick the Midas up and suddenly you have like 60 more gold than if you had just gotten the last hit with the Midas in your inventory. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Excuse you. You're like, you're like, wait. You you know that like super obnoxious thing how you have to like drop your ar- your like arcane boots to use your soul ring and that's the fucking smart play. What if we had more of that shit in every element? Just Fuck imagine you, Nick. Shmail in Fuck the mid you. lane, right? He has an Aquila on Shadow Fiend, and he like raises once, he raises twice, he drops his Aquila, he raises a third time, and then he picks it up. And then imagine he gets ganked and like he has to go scramble for his Aquila and maybe, you know, maybe it gets denied. Maybe he, he manages to, to swoop in and pick it up. What if you could pick up the opponent's items? No, this is great. 720 is going to be like the, the gold update. What if you could steal opponent's items when they were dropped and then you could bring them back to your fountain? You have to bring them back to your fountain and then you could use them or at least you could sell them instead of just being able to like deny them or something. What if instead of Dota, we just played Hot Potato? That sounds <laughs> great, Nick. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you you're garbage, Nick. You've got a lot of self-worth. <laughs> Thank you. I won't. Uh, just, you know, Gosh. putting it out there. No, no. I, yeah. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Ugh. All right, well, you know, I don't know. Is that the worst idea we've ever had on this show? Oh, man, that's It would be it would be in our top 10, I think. Top 10, I I guess. We've had some pretty bad ideas. You know, <laughs> next some... week we're going to bring back let's let's decide our theme. What is our hero going to be next week? Let's come up with a hero for next week. Sure, that sounds fun. Um, wards. Wards? Oh, I love it. I have this crazy idea. I won't give away too much right now, but what if it was like shaped like a like a really unripe banana but in like a neon way? Okay, it's mm-hmm. a hero. Mm-hmm. They had an ability that dropped wards. And these wards could attack. They would like spit some sort of banana. No, that's that's too goofy. Like uh um, wait, would they like poisonous juice? Would they be on your side? Like it seems like like I don't know. It seems like this is more interesting if like you don't know if you can trust them. Um are you uh... imagining some sort of like loyal ward? <laughs> I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> Take was... me home. Let me out. 
Uh, well, God. you know, I can't quite take you home yet, uh, but I can make, we can make a quick stop. We can pick up some food at Jackie's Chow. this where we get our second mcdonald's of the night man i you said that i instantly crave mcdonald's and i'm not hungry no oh no <laughs> if Talk it was the about... first mcdonald's of the night i wouldn't be hungry but if it's exactly. the second... <laughs> what about some leftover reheated mcdonald's Ooh. now we're talking yeah just get that get that mcchicken you know mm-hmm. microwave it okay and then just you know finish it in the toaster oven why not just put it in the toaster oven to begin with nick you don't have any idea how this works i don't i thought i was dealing with a professional no i don't it'll get burned but do you really need to warm it up that much no i was just making things overly complicated well the the toaster oven i have is a convection oven as well so like Mm -hmm. i would use the convection feature to reheat because that would be a, a nice even heating unlike the microwave which you'd have to heat up and wait a while you could just kind of convection it, and it would it would be a better heat, less soggy, probably. I can see that. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about this week on Jackie's Chow, Nick? Not the second McDonald's of the night, but this is a, uh, I guess, a feedback from you on the German meal that I made last week. Yeah, so um, you you sort of you broke down uh, what you were making as far as uh, a, a sauerbraten there, and mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm. I'm 75% German. I was like, I guess I should probably do that. Uh, um, So I made some sauerbraten of my own. I think you said you did yours in a crock pot, right? Yep. Um, I did mine, I think a a more classic style where basically I, I, you know, did like a a marinade Mm -hmm. and had it marinating for three days um, of like onion and vinegar and sugar and salt (sighs) and cloves. Um. And so then uh, I uh, made it last night, and I, I didn't do it with the rest of the stuff because uh, scheduling was, was a complication, so I just made the sauerbraten last night along with my, uh, my ginger snap gravy. <laughs> um, and I thought, I was like, okay, this is, this is fairly nice. I feel like it had a good balance of, like, uh, of like sour. It wasn't, like, for, for being called sauerbraten, it wasn't really all that sour. Um, it's probably some sort of German thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get yelled at by Aaron. It had a good had a good depth of flavor, I would say. It was it was very mm. nice. I like the the ginger snap gravy is really interesting because it's just that's not that's, how I think of gravy tasting. Yeah, like I had to look it up to th- the first time I saw it when I was searching around for for just recipes. I was like, this is some crazy food blogger put this in here, didn't they? But nope, there was like ten other tra- quote unquote traditional recipes, and they they had that in there. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, it seems like it is. It is literally the, the go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then uh, today, uh, for lunch, I uh, I reheated that after I had made some uh, hot. Okay, uh, schnitzel. I know how to say because that's that's not hard. Uh, is it kotkol? Rotkol. Rotkol. That's right. I There's misremember. An R there. Yep. Yes. Uh, so I made that, so I made the, um, basically the same, same basic thing you did. Um, 
So I, what was your cabbage recipe like? Remind me. What, what um, ingredients were you working with? I would cabbage, so just like you know, regular red cabbage, shredded up. Um, I, th- I like half to like maybe one whole onion that you kind of diced up, not super mm-hmm. fine, but just diced up, uh, and then a gala apple that was diced up as well, mm-hmm. and then I, th- you know, salt, sh- uh, salt, pepper, a little bit of sugar, and then red wine or red wine vinegar. Mm-hmm. I think that was about it. So I did it, uh, the recipe I did, um, first off, I did a Granny Smith apple instead. Hmm. Um, and then I did uh, white vinegar, and uh, I regret that. <laughs> uh, it's not like it was bad, but it's like, oh, this this is a little simple in flavor. Um, it was enjoyable enough. It just, it didn't feel like it had quite enough zing to it, honestly. Um, yeah. Like I said, last time I, I was meaning to make it with red wine. I wasn't able to because both bottles were bad. Uh, I was going to go with red wine because people said online and I kind of agreed. It seems like something with depth there and like the the tannins, the like astringency of red wine stuff like red wine or red wine vinegar. It's like, yeah, I think that'll go really good with this like kind of pungent in terms of its acidity and sweetness and just like flavor cabbage dish. Mm hmm. Um, so I, I've got a bunch of leftovers of that and I'm going to cook it with more vinegar and sugar when I reheat it. Cause I think it'll, mm-hmm. I just want a little more punch. Um, and then I had my, uh, schnitzel and your, or, sorry, spetzel, excuse me. <laughs> schnitzel is a completely different thing. Um, and the spetzel, uh, is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting it, like getting the, the dumplings through, I was like holding, uh, I, like I was using a cheese grater because I tried to use a colander at first, and the holes in my colander were too small, <laughs> and I couldn't get the the yeah. batter batter through. So I was holding up a, a like a bowl full of, of of spetzel and this cheese grater and a spatula and trying to like push it through, <laughs> and it was dripping over the sides and forming some very large pieces of of, of spetzel. And uh, over in the end, it was still a, a positive experience, but I think I like. Perhaps my favorite kind of cooking experience is the one where I end and I'm like, okay, what turned out was pretty good, but I have a dozen ideas how to make it better next time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Apparently there's like special spatially makers mm-hmm. that I imagine is just like a fancy colander with the right size holes. And I would imagine that would make things so much easier because <laughs> yeah. that is by far the worst part of making them. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh I think I might actually get one of those if I if I want to do this again. It seems like it would yeah, make the whole process much less obnoxious. Yeah. Um, I like them as like a fundamental starch type deal. It's like, you know, for a quick starch what do you have, you know, potatoes, like regular noodles, like Asian style noodles or pasta, you know, Italian pasta or like this, like this basically like the dumpling quick dumpling thing. I'm like, hmm, I could use this more often. It's just, you know, boiling some dough for like a minute and a half maybe mm-hmm. yeah uh the other cooking experience i had this week that i want to talk about because i feel like sauerbraten and spetzel and uh rotkuhl are all a little the rotkuhl is not that bad but they're all they're all kind of involved recipes right mm-hmm. and i wanted something a little easier for folks so uh i made uh shredded chicken um, oh yeah, 
peppers. And this, so I made it with just leftover chicken, but also there's, you know, this is so fucking easy. Like, if you have leftover chicken, you can skip this first step. If you don't, you can literally just cook a chicken breast, like a boneless chicken breast, in a pan with some water. Like, sort of steam it on a pan. And then you shred it up, and you mix it with tomato paste, or tomato sauce, either one, and cumin, and salt, and a little bit of, uh, what's the word, what's the word, uh, chili powder. And you just mix that up, and it's just incredible. It's so fucking, it's, like, <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, I feel like there must be more ingredients in here I am missing, because it tastes really good. Right. I used it for nachos. I'm going to make a bunch more so I can do like some like burritos and yeah, I, I, it was a very, very positive experience. Dang. Yeah, that's good. I feel like the key to that is getting the chicken cooked properly somewhat too, because mm. it, it's not hard, but it's definitely possible to make nasty shredded chicken if you really overcook it yeah. in that way. And like, if it's not shredding, it's easier to just like keep cooking it. But it, the key is like using the water correctly, I think. Mm-hmm. The I've thing made it like, a few times. I haven't had to, had to deal with that because the chicken that I was using was chicken off of uh, like a whole chicken that I uh, soaked in buttermilk for 24 hours and then roasted oh. in the oven. Oh. Um, so that chicken Yum. turned out really damn well. Um, and it makes so me want yeah. to soak the um, the breast with buttermilk before I do this, but I don't know that that's going to be practical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, damn good time. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, having a base like that, very useful, very tasty. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week's episode of Bottle Crow Reborn. We've uh, already made it to the end. We really have, you know. Pulling into the been, station. It's been a great experience having you here, but it's time for you to go. Please oh, leave. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I want to give a big thank you to Jeffrey Bryce, a.k.a. Pomodi, for use of his Rhythms of Rift Shadow Ruins music, which we have as our intro and outro here on the show. And if you want to help it get it in-game into Dota 2, you can find it at the Steam Workshop. There's a link down below in the notes. I also want to give a big thank you to Ashley Ryan, a.k.a. Spimmy, who did our podcast art. Um, and hey, like, I, I normally don't, you know, we got the bumper at the end talking about the other shows, but like, uh, in the coming days, there's going to be art for other shows that we do like we're updating a lot of our art and you should check it out we're doing some cool shit it's fun uh yeah uh if you want to find me on twitter i'm at six detmar s-i-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r you know feedback or just comments or just you know what whatever whatever nick you got anything tweet this week if you have a twitter just just tweet yeah just just let just it out, out there. there. Let it fly. Get on Doesn't matter that where. big network of ours. Yeah. And we'll get onto the World Wide Web. Heard. Thanks so much, everyone. And we'll catch you next time. Peace out. You're listening to a Scanline Media Network podcast. Check out our other podcasts, like Bottle Crow Reborn. So here's the thing, Nick. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. It's not about that. Uh, you actually convinced me. Shit. The Garnet Wager. Uh, and immediately we get Yunji being like, so hang on. Why does everyone call Jinho Kong?
And Jin-ho, like, really circuitously explains because they're making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it means th- it means bean, but it's all, like, small person, and, like, I'm... Neutral game. So, if you're averse to frame data, you can still play the game, and it'll just sometimes take longer to figure some stuff out. Oops, all anime guide in. I've known some podcasters with taste, and they're all cowards. <laughs> Let's talk about today's menu oh my God. for the Emia family. Operation Serial. Episode 4 yep. was a bit more understandable, but also, I continue to sour on these kids. I think they're dicks. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And our patron-only podcast, Oops All Anime. And he has the blessed privilege of getting an invite. He shreds it in front of her, looks her in the eye, uh, like touches Wipes her face. a tear off of her eye. <laughs> Wipes a tear off her eye and goes, I'll kill you. Visit Scanline Media at scanlinemedia.com and our Patreon at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia.